Hey, it's Natalia, and you're listening to another episode of my podcast where we talk about practical tips and exercises for intermediate, upper intermediate, and advanced language learners to help them work toward native like fluency. In this particular episode, I would like to talk about an exercise that is supposed to help you improve your speaking skills. What do you do if your goal is to improve the quality of your speech in English, but you don't have a conversation partner to practice with? You are not currently working with a, with a one-on-one language coach. You are not taking any private classes, or you live in a country where nobody around you speaks English. Many people ask themselves this question. What do I do and how do I practice my speaking skills if I have no one to practice with? Every time I watch YouTube videos of either self-proclaimed polyglots or language teachers or simply people who have already mastered a foreign language and they want to help others master it too, all of them answer this question in a similar way. They say, in order to speak better, you have to speak more. And if you have no one to speak to, speak to yourself. I have heard this advice so many times myself, and honestly, I have given this advice to other people as well. Talk to yourself, I would tell them. At the end of the day, just summarize your day out loud. But what I notice is that people give up on this exercise fast, quite fast, and they don't really see how to get the most of it and how to make it work for themselves. It's honestly a very good exercise to summarize your day, to summarize your thoughts, to organize your thoughts, to think out loud, to improve your pronunciation as you speak. There are so many benefits. But let's talk about the reasons why people usually give up on this exercise. Here is what I have learned from my experience of working with people. And this is what I hear from people I work with. The exercise doesn't work for people because reason number one they don't have a speaking partner and they feel it's weird to be talking to themselves. It's just weird. It's a weird feeling. Okay, like no one is listening to me. It's just myself. So <laughs> reason number one is it feels like I'm talking to a wall and a wall never gives me feedback and I don't understand if I'm doing well and it just feels awkward. So that's reason number one. Reason number two is that people... Do not feel any sense of progress and it's intimately connected to reason number one so if you're talking to a wall that never gives you feedback you don't feel that you're making any progress and when you do the same thing over and over again without feeling any sense of accomplishment without understanding if you're making any progress or if you're doing it right you just lose the motivation to continue doing this thing reason number three is that people generally feel embarrassed when they speak English and they don't want to amplify this embarrassment. They don't like listening to themselves. They don't like hearing the recording of their voice. They try to avoid situations when someone records them, when someone takes videos of them because they hate watching um, videos of themselves. They hate listening to the sound of their voice and they never watch the presentations that they had to deliver in English or in their first language, it doesn't really matter. I have so many clients who told me this story. When we started working with them, I asked them if they have videos of their presentations because 
their request was to improve their presentation skills in the foreign language in English. And they would tell me, yeah, they exist somewhere, but honestly, I never watched those videos, which tells me that these people had no idea of how they were doing. They couldn't give any feedback to themselves because they didn't agree to look at themselves. It felt very uncomfortable and it felt painful. And that's why they chose not to do it. So most people who don't feel comfortable listening to their own voice, they can't overcome this embarrassment. And to be honest, I had, I think, I, yeah, I'm very certain I had the same issue when I moved to Germany because my Russian-speaking friends back then offered me this opportunity to speak German to them because they already spoke better German and I was, and, and my level was very, very average intermediate, I would say. And I refused that opportunity. I can't believe it right now, but back then I refused the opportunity because it seemed, to me that idea seemed so stupid. Why would I speak German to my friends who understand Russian? And why would I embarrass myself in front of my friends? Uh, because their German is so much better than mine. I remember that feeling, so I can relate to that and I can understand those people. The next reason why people give up on this exercise and why people cannot you know, derive any value from it is that they get bored very quickly. They don't know what to talk about. Okay, that's, that's the task. I should sit down and talk about something aloud. But what should I talk about? They can't choose... They're focused. They don't know what to talk about. It's not easy for them to come up with something to talk about every day. They're just not used to that exercise. And over a period of time, it just gets boring, right? And again, you're not getting any feedback. You don't feel any sense of progress. And it just gets boring. So people give up on it. People stop. So I think we should talk about the strategies to reverse that. What can we do if... The exercise sounds so promising, yet we don't feel like doing it because we lose motivation faster, because we don't see the value. Everybody talks about it, everybody says it's useful, but when I start doing it, it feels like I'm doing some kind of nonsense and it's not helping. Okay, I decided to deconstruct each of the reasons I have just mentioned and to share a strategy that can help you reverse that experience and really benefit from the exercise. So let's say if you do not have a partner to practice with, I get it. And even if you have a, a partner to practice with, not every partner will have enough patience to, <laughs> to practice uh, with you or to help you practice, right? Because it's not about them. They probably don't need to practice their language skills, especially if they're native speakers. It's you who need to improve your speaking skills in English. That's why not every conversation partner will have enough patience to go through as many iterations as you need to make in order to arrive where you want to be. That's why I believe talking to yourself is a great exercise if you don't want to bore your <laughs> speaking partner and if you don't want to 
be a burden to your speaking partner because they have their own life and they have other things they need to practice. But if you really want to hone that habit, if you really want to improve the quality of your pronunciation, of your diction, of your thought structure, you should be practicing alone. I'm convinced that that will help. Otherwise, you will be dependent on the opinion of other people or maybe that particular person about your language skills. And once you get dependent on it, you can't give reasonable feedback to yourself. You stop feeling what you're saying. You stop hearing what you're saying. It's really not a way out. It's really not a great habit to develop, to get addicted to somebody's opinion uh, or to be dependent on the opinion of someone who is the authority for you. It's always good to get feedback from people who know better. However, if you feel like you can't say anything unless someone is listening to you or you don't feel like you can say something meaningful unless someone is ready to listen, that becomes a problem. This way you're cultivating the inner state of always being not confident in yourself. In order to cultivate the state of being confident, you should be practicing on your own so that you can get used to how you really sound and you can get used to yourself. The step number one here is to become comfortable with your own thoughts, with your own voice, and with how you structure your thoughts and with how you speak. Otherwise, you can move, of course, from session to session. And this is what I see so often. People buy a package of classes, private classes, and they're ready to speak English only during a class. Okay, I have a schedule. Mondays and Wednesdays, I have English classes, and that's when I'm going to speak English, when someone is listening, when someone is correcting my mistakes. Other than that, I don't have time, I don't have motivation, and I don't feel like I can say something meaningful, and I don't feel that I have enough confidence to say something, and I don't even know if I have something to say unless somebody makes me or forces me to speak English because I paid for the lessons. So it's very important to enjoy these moments of being on your own and listening to yourself when you speak a foreign language. Enjoy the moments when you are aware of how you sound when you speak a foreign language. In our case, we're talking about English, but it applies to any foreign language. This is why a speaking partner is absolutely very helpful. But if you can't do the same things on your own, if you don't have a habit, if you don't enjoy it, if you have never done it, if you have never done it, you don't even know if you can enjoy it, uh, then it's going to be problematic in the future to advance, to continuously advance your speaking skills. So that's the strategy to reverse reason number two. And that's not so much of a reason, but the thinking pattern that prevents people from doing this exercise. The reason number two that I mentioned was that people got no feedback and it feels like they're talking to a wall. Okay, that's the most popular reason why people fail or why people give up on this exercise. 
In order to reverse it, we need to receive some kind of feedback, right? And here is the catch. You need to learn to give feedback to yourself. In all my programs, I teach self-correcting algorithms. If you want to continuously improve your speaking skills, if you want to move toward native-like fluency, you cannot get used to those situations where somebody will always give you feedback, where especially when somebody will give you deliberate feedback or when someone is always going to be ready to give you feedback on your speaking skills. In most real-life situations, people do not give us feedback on our language skills if we organize a Zoom session because we want to sell something, want to introduce our product, we want to introduce ourselves, it's a job interview or whatever. The topic of a conversation can be, you know, it can be very different. But the point of the conversation is not to give you feedback on your English skills. The point of a conversation may be to discuss a potential partnership or to discuss the international expansion opportunities or to get your job, right? People don't give you feedback on your English and people are not interested in giving you feedback on your English skills. That's not their job. This is why it should become your job to learn to give feedback to yourself and to apply self-correcting algorithms so that you can learn to hear what you're saying. And that's the ultimate value of this exercise. Not the process of just saying whatever out loud. Okay, I have been, I have been speaking for five minutes today. I'm done for, the, for today and I did this exercise. And thank God I did it and it's over. No, that's not the point. The point is not to be speaking aloud for a certain amount of time. The point is to be listening to how you sound when you speak. That's the point. And it's not even that. The point is not just to be listening, but the point is to be listening and to learn to hear how you sound and to learn to hear if what you're saying actually makes sense. Because this way you will be able to understand if what you're saying makes sense for other people who listen to you when you talk. Trust me, there is no big difference between how you formulate your ideas when you talk to yourself and when you talk to other people. This exercise of talking to yourself, when you get a minute to be just with yourself and to enjoy listening to how you sound in English, can give you lots of insights about how you speak when you talk to other people. Again, there's not going to be much difference. If you have a habit of formulating your ideas this way, let's say in a messy, non-structured way, or if you have a habit of mispronouncing words because this is how you remembered them 10 years ago, if you have a habit of using run-on sentences and disregarding punctuation, or chunking rules, or the rhythm of the English language, you will be doing the same thing when you talk to yourself. Nothing will change. Yes, when we have to deliver a speech in front of other people who are listening to us, be it a presentation in front of people who are 
sitting right in front of you or be it an online presentation, yes, we might get nervous, more nervous than when we speak to ourselves. We might forget what we wanted to say. We might feel awkward. And this anxiety can add to the frustration that we already have and it can affect our language skills, yes, but not to a great extent. And if that is the case, actually talking to yourself and getting comfortable with how you sound can also help you overcome this anxiety when you have to deliver your ideas to other people. Usually this anxiety comes from lack of confidence that what you're saying is clear. It comes from lack of confidence that people will understand and hear your message. It comes from, I would even say, fear of judgment. It comes from fear of opinions. And all this fear and anxiety and lack of confidence comes from lack of experience. It's very simple. Once you have built enough positive experiences for yourself, you become more confident. When you learn to listen to yourself, when you learn to apply self-correcting algorithms, and when this behavior becomes the norm, yes, you will be making mistakes, but you will learn to immediately self-correct yourself. And in those moments of working on your own, you can hear how you sound, you can self-correct yourself, and you can hear again how the corrected version sounds, and hopefully you will enjoy the way it sounds. And once you learn to enjoy the clarity of your own thought, this will give you so much confidence that nobody can ever take away from you. And another reason why I like this exercise is that the results I get from it, in my experience, can only be achieved when I'm working on my own. Because when I'm working on my own, I have time to do it again. I have time to do another iteration. When I speak to other people, and when the topic of our conversation is more important than improving my speaking skills, I don't have the time. I don't have the time to worry about my language mistakes. I don't have the time to correct them. I don't have the time to say, oh, hang on, that's not what I wanted to say, let me come back and let me structure my thoughts differently. No, our goal is to understand each other as fast as we can because everybody values their time and I have to react fast to what people are telling me. And usually when we have to react fast, we resort to the easily available vocabulary and the easily available structures that we know this is not a moment to learn something new. This is not a good moment to apply new strategies, to apply new structures, to add new grammar, and to diversify our vocabulary with metaphors and good synonyms. That's not the moment for it. A good opportunity to do all these things and to improve the quality of your speech is when you work on your own. This is when you can explore synonyms. This is when you can hear that you always repeat yourself and you end up using the same verbs or that you start every sentence with the word and or so. 
If you notice that your intonations do not send a clear enough signal and you go up at the end of the sentences, that's something that can be easily fixed. And once you have practiced correcting these things and becoming aware of these patterns when you work on your own, then you can apply everything you have learned in conversations with other people. So, coming back to the reason why people don't like this exercise, they're not receiving any feedback. Reverse it. Give yourself feedback. How to give yourself feedback? I'm just going to explain to you what I do. In order to give yourself feedback, you have to work with your own speech. You either need to video record yourself or to audio record yourself. So take your smartphone, turn the voice recorder on, and say something for 30 seconds or so. 30 seconds is good enough. If you feel like saying more, please do so. And this audio recording or your video recording is going to be a practical material. Press play and listen to what you have just said. If you can't hear anything that needs to be improved, or if you play it back to yourself and you don't understand if it sounds good, if it sounds bad or whatever, write it down. What I mean by writing it down is transcribe this 30-second audio file. Write down every word of what you have just said. Once you have visualized your thought process for yourself, it's going to become a lot easier for you to remove the elements that don't belong in your speech. You can see that you drop your sentences halfway maybe, or you start your sentences with and all the time, or that your verbs are in the wrong place, or that your subject and your verb don't agree, or maybe your tenses don't agree, or that your prepositions are off. If you can't give yourself feedback immediately, right after you listened to the recording, write it down, transcribe it. And if you do need to transcribe your speech, it's an amazing exercise, by the way, always work with very short audio recordings. 30 seconds is max, I would say. Do not try to speak for five minutes because you will exhaust yourself transcribing everything and giving feedback to yourself on every sentence. At the very beginning, this is quite a tiring exercise. As you progress and as you learn to enjoy this exercise, you can do more. But at the very beginning, 30 seconds is top. But usually, people can immediately hear the things that they didn't mean to say. And you can hear some of the things right away, and other things will become very obvious to you when you look at the transcript you have created. Do not type the transcript on your laptop. When you work with pen and paper, you're activating so many brain functions, and you're helping yourself to build necessary neural pathways to progress faster. If you are losing this habit of writing things down with your hand, well, I can understand it because many people don't like to write anything down anymore today. But for the purpose of this exercise, I suggest give it a try. What do you do next after you have transcribed your own speech? And after you have noticed that so many things need to be corrected, 
Simply correct it. No emotion, no disappointment in yourself, no harsh feelings. Just correct it. Use your pen and make those sentences sound right. And then read your corrected script aloud. And that's it. This is how you will develop a habit of giving feedback to yourself. Even if you can't hear everything right now, what you can't hear will be enough, trust me, because what you're cultivating with this exercise, you're cultivating the habit of first being patient with yourself, second, being comfortable with your voice, and third, being more attentive to what you're saying. And all of this will result in becoming more aware of how you sound, how you speak, and it will positively affect the clarity and the quality of your speech. Because once you become more aware of what you're saying, you will feel that you have more control of what you're saying and how you deliver your message. And if you feel more comfortable about what you're saying, other people will find it easier to understand you as well and to follow your ideas. And each time after you have read the edited version out loud, this time you will be not speaking to yourself, trying to find ideas somewhere in the air around you. No, you will be reading your own script and that will feel easier, right? Because you don't have to think about what you need to say. All you need to do is you need to read the edited version of your own transcript. That's it. And once you have read it aloud, the exercise is done and you will feel a sense of accomplishment because you have found the things that need to be corrected. And trust me, if somebody corrects your mistakes, you will go like, oh, yeah, 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 I know. I made this mistake again. Next time I'll do it better. But you know what? You won't. <laughs> I see this so often. People repeat the same mistakes again and again. And when other people correct them, they look like they listen to them and they look like they hear them. But what they do, they repeat the same mistakes again and again. Once people have identified this mistake themselves, they correct it so much faster. It's like they finally become aware of what they're actually saying. They really feel it. They really understand it. They understand why it's wrong and why it needs to be corrected. And usually they self-correct themselves a lot faster and they stop repeating the same mistake. So that's another benefit of this exercise. Once you stop waiting for someone to correct you and you learn to self-correct your own speaking patterns, improvement happens so much faster. Now let's talk about the next reason why people give up on this exercise. The next reason was that people feel bored and they don't know what to talk about and they just can't come up with enough topics to speak about something every day or every other day, right? I understand this and some days I also have this feeling of not knowing what to talk about. And this is how I address this issue. Well, first of all, I tell myself that there are no rules to do this exercise. Many people imagine the exercise of talking to yourself as uh, sitting there at your desk, turning off all notifications and just speaking about something that comes to mind. Like an exercise of a schizophrenic, honestly, if I imagine it. <laughs> uh, it does look scary if you imagine it this way. 
you know, many people imagine meditation the same way. They think that in order to meditate correctly, you need to sit down, always cross-legged, on a special meditation pillow, and you need to close your eyes, and you need to be saying some mantras, or you need to be repeating something, or you need to be silent, and you need to be trying to combat your own thoughts. But you know what? That's not the only way to meditate, and there is no one way. And people who do meditate and who, who do have positive experience, they will tell you that your position and the position of your legs, the position of your fingers, is the last thing that matters in meditation. What matters is your consciousness and your inner state and your thought process. Now, when you do this exercise... You don't have to sit there all alone and try to come up with topics to talk about. For example, I like to summarize something that I have learned today. Because the point is to speak. And you can talk about anything. In fact, the more diverse the topics are that you choose to talk about, the better your speaking skills will become. If you feel equally comfortable talking about a new toothbrush that you have just purchased about an, or about a new marketing strategy or about your criteria of choosing an apartment or about your vision of parenting or about your insights from watching a movie or about so many other things. If you feel equally comfortable talking about very, very different topics, you will enjoy this feeling a lot yourself, trust me. And yes, yeah, sometimes you will feel that you lack vocabulary. Sometimes you will feel that you really don't know how to say this in English. You have an idea of what you want to say and the only words that come to mind are the words in your first language. So what do you do in this case? Once you start talking about something that you want to share with your native-speaking friends or something that you simply want to learn to talk about in English, this situation might happen. You start talking about it and you stumble upon the lack of words. You, or you stumble upon a word in your first language and you really have no idea what it sounds like in English. A direct translation will not do and you need to learn how native speakers discuss these matters. And here is what you need to do. Let's say, um, first, to get inspiration, I like to read excerpts from different books, I like to read blog posts, I like to watch YouTube videos, or I like to watch interviews with people I like. And that's very simple. Or I listen to the songs I like. Uh, that's really very simple and you can do anything that you like. If you watched an interview, Summarize this interview. If you watched a video on parenting advice and you want to learn to express your own point of view on this matter, try to talk about it out loud. Try to say it out loud. And if you feel that, oh my God, I don't really know the word for that, look up this word. Find it. 
You will also have the sense of accomplishment after you have found the word and after you have inserted it in your sentence and after you have delivered that sentence that you first struggled with. You will probably find yourself in the situation sooner if you start talking about very simple things like your eating habits or your favorite cooking methods because surprisingly I find that many people who are quite good at public speaking in English and who deliver a lot of business presentations, they feel absolutely helpless when they need to tell someone how they feed their kids or how they prepare their meals or what their favorite drink is or how to make poached eggs. Simple topics like this create a lot of confusion because you suddenly realize you don't know what all these kitchen appliances are called in English. You don't know the names of all the ingredients in English and you have never practiced describing a process of making a meal and you have never paid attention to how native speakers do that. If that's something that you would like to practice, go ahead and do so. That's a very interesting topic for me, for example. If I find myself out of words when I need to describe something seemingly simple, something that I do every day anyway, that's my motivation to go and find out how can I do it better? How can I talk about it and at the same time sound very natural? Because that's my goal, not just to speak for the sake of saying something and for the sake of feeling the time. No. My goal is to learn to listen to how I sound, to hear the speaking patterns that need to be removed from my speech, to learn to self-correct my speech, to improve the clarity of what I'm saying, and to sound natural when I speak English, so that other people don't have to struggle understanding me, my message, my accent, so that the conversation flows and... Everyone who is involved in a conversation can enjoy it, including myself. If I don't feel comfortable talking to myself and explaining my own ideas to myself, how will other people enjoy listening to me? And how will other people understand what I mean if, if even I do not understand what I'm saying? By the way, that's another reason I continue doing this exercise. I practice explaining things to myself. Does this make sense if I put it this way? Does it make any sense if I structure my thoughts this way? I listen to what I'm saying and I pretend that I listen to someone else talking. And usually right after you have recorded something, you're very emotionally attached to it, especially if you're doing it for the first time or if you still don't have a habit of doing so. So my advice is leave it aside and maybe listen to your own recording tomorrow or the day after tomorrow or in a week. But always come back to it. Just give it some time. And when you listen to your own recording, when you listen to your own voice, Imagine you're listening to someone else talking and ask yourself in all honesty, does this make sense? Is this person making herself clear? Do I understand what this person means? To be honest, I enjoy the feeling that my speaking skills improve. Uh, and it's not just a feeling. I can measure my progress and the outcome is very clear to me. For example, if it used to take me 50 iterations to come up with one clear sentence, 
now it takes three, right? Or it used to take me 40 minutes to come up with a clear paragraph, now it takes five. You might have different numbers, but you always need to be aware of your numbers. How long is good enough for you to do this exercise? Are you comfortable spending 20 minutes deconstructing your own speech? Or do you feel like you want to delete this audio after 20 seconds of listening into it? Right? When you become comfortable with how your voice sounds, you can listen to it, no problem. And you can listen to longer pieces as well. And you can watch the recordings of your own presentations. And presenting in a foreign language will also become a lot easier for you. So if I don't know what I want to talk about, if I'm out of ideas for today, I go and look for ideas. I choose to summarize a video. I choose to simplify a very complicated scientific text. I choose to explain to myself what this idiom means, or I explain to myself what the song is about, or sometimes I read an extract from a book and... I imagine I need to tell the story to someone else. So I tell the story that I have just read in my own words. And if I find myself in situations where I stumble upon words, I go and look them up. And this is how I learn more words. This is how I diversify my vocabulary. And I always enjoy doing it because nobody tells me that this is the vocabulary that you need to learn today if you want to become more advanced. No, I choose myself the words that I need to learn because I know, okay, that's the word that I'm missing to communicate my idea clearly. And that's the word I choose to learn. That's my choice. You know, another thing I forgot to mention is that I often get inspired by topics that are unrelated to what I do professionally and that are even unrelated to my hobbies. Sometimes a video about animal life or a video about how bamboo grows or a podcast on leadership skills or a documentary about an African country can inspire me to speak about it and can ignite a very interesting thought process in my head. So if I can give advice, do not limit yourself by whatever topics are running through your head. Do not limit yourself by your professional topics. Let yourself be amazed. Let yourself be inspired. When you sit down to do this exercise, or maybe you don't even need to sit down. Maybe you can do this exercise while walking in the street. Maybe you will be standing. Who knows? Maybe you will be taking a bath. You can do it anywhere. As you do this exercise, do not limit yourself. The only thing you probably want to control here is the time so that you don't go overboard. And if your intention is to learn to apply self-correcting algorithms, do not speak for longer than 30, minutes, 30 seconds. Take any video, take any audio, any podcast, any movie, any YouTube video, any text, and explain to yourself what you think you have understood. That is an amazing, tremendously valuable exercise that will help you so much to understand what other people mean and that will help you to improve the clarity of your own thought. So here is what I have to say about this exercise. If you struggle with this exercise or if you don't see the value in it because 
some of the reasons I mentioned today resonate with you, try to use some of the strategies I described in the podcast to address those reasons. And if some other reasons stop you from committing to this exercise, sit down and write them down. And ask yourself, can I reverse any of this? Okay, for example, if the reason is that I'm not getting any feedback, how can I receive feedback? Can I give feedback to myself? This is how I usually analyze roadblocks or what seems to be a roadblock on my way to acquiring a skill. I ask myself, okay, what can be done? What can I personally do? Is that feasible? And if you see a solution, give it a try. It is an incredibly useful exercise. I just think that people are being instructed not very clearly and people who try don't get enough support and don't get enough high-quality feedback to understand how to continue once they have tried and once they have failed. Because every time you try a new endeavor, you are going to fail. Yes, it's not gonna be perfect the first time you try. You are not going to like what you will hear the first time. But for me, it's only a motivation to improve that. I do hope that this podcast will give support to those people who need this kind of support when they start a new exercise. And if you had a question running through your head, how can I practice my speaking skills if I don't have anyone to practice with? What do I do if I don't have a conversation partner? What is this stupid exercise about? And how can one be talking to oneself? Am I schizophrenic if I do so? I hope this episode provided some answers. And if you guys have better strategies that work for you, please share in the comments and let's talk about it.